0: To Nats Talk on the Go, the longest running Washington Nationals podcast going today. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our supporters club, Nats Talk on the Go Special Ops.
1: Now, here are your hosts,
0: Joe Drugan and Craig McHenry. Joe and Craig, let's do it.
1: Hey there, Craig. Uh, How are you doing? And welcome to episode 126 of Nats Talk on the Go, everybody. It is the post-quasquicentennial episode. When you tweeted that, I was like, that is so good. That is so good. Yes, the yeah, I was trying to figure out what the, the right uh,
2: the right prefix was.
1: Yeah, we really missed an opportunity uh on with the 2124.
2: Yeah, pre-Quasquicentennial. Yeah,
1: pre-Quasquicentennial would would have been good. Yeah, I don't know. Or the penultimate show before the Quasquicentennial.
2: And I totally had to look up Quasquicentennial again. (laughs) Because it's so hard to remember. Yep. I was trying to spell it on the tweet, and I was like, this is not right. Yeah. This This is is so wrong. This is not even (laughs) close.
1: Uh, Yeah. So as we were kind of talking about, since we've pretty much settled on Wednesday for this show, it seems like, for at least a little while.
2: Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's, it's a nice. nice it's... a nice little way to uh, break up the week because my Monday through Wednesday is usually a little bit nuts at work and my Thursday through Friday is generally not. Nice. So it's a really nice, like, I can get through with the crazy part of my week and then it's kind of like,
1: okay. Well, it's also good, like, since the last episode, we get, like, two full net series when we do it this way. Like, we get the weekend series and the beginning of the week series typically because oh, it's that's... usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series. Yeah. So, I was like... totally only looking at it for selfish reasons. But, well, that's fair too, though. But sometimes you get that Thursday rollover, but, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good split up. So, yeah, it's, a, it's working well, I think, for, for us so far. Yeah. Uh, but as we were talking about recording this episode this week, you know, when we were talking on, like, Monday, when all of the news everywhere broke, it was like, huh, we have some things to talk about. Yeah, it was like, huh, <laughs> the, okay. The last right. several weeks, I feel like we were really reaching for it a little bit. <laughs> like, not saying they weren't good shows were great shows but the the topics did not fall into their lap to our lap as they had been all season long yeah and so uh when everything started happening this week i was like oh uh this is this is good because tonight's uh this week's show is going to kind of take care of itself by way of topics
2: yeah it's a it's a pretty pretty packed show i'm pretty excited about it yeah um we
1: sent each other each other's agendas which as if you're a long-time listener you know that we don't really do that no, uh, but and they were actually very different lists. They were incredibly different.
2: Like <laughs> so, I think we each had about five things, and I think we had one thing shared. We each had
1: six, I think. And okay, and we then, had one okay. thing together. Well, Giolito slash Strass, was, yeah, was shared, and everything else was like separate. Yeah. So we're gonna start with that topic because it was kind of the big news of the weekend. Well, let's actually start with uh, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I'm. Uh, I know the people like this. Y- part. You know, you know the answer to that.
2: You're drinking something from Oscar Blues. Yes, I'm ha- old Chub, the old Chubb. Old favorite. Chub, very old nice Chub. What about you? You're gonna have to change it up a little bit more,
1: buddy. I know. It's just when I go to the Wegmans and I'm walking through, there's just so much beer, and I go, I know this one, and I don't want to be here any longer than I have to be, and oh, so Joe. I just grab it. chu. Oh, or just give me tips of things I like. It's I, I might know a guy in beer.
2: You might. Um, <laughs> so I'm what are you drinking? Drinking Heavy Seas Crossbones. Oh, nice. How's that? It's a nice. It's a session IPA, so it's a hoppy pale ale. So nice. it's it's tasty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty satisfied with it. I just had my first sip because I sat down and didn't move and couldn't even lift a beer. So yeah. The
1: reason this the reason this show is late starting because I was sitting on my couch after I ate watching the game, going oh, but but my rig is all the way upstairs. <laughs> um, but uh, the other thing actually I have in my fridge I have not had it um, and will be partaking this weekend. I'm um. I just bought the twenty first century or twenty first amendment lower the boom. Oh yeah. Oh. So Oh the barley wine. The barley wine. In the tiny can. In the tiny can. Yeah. So that's gonna be a thing that I'd have enjoy that. Yeah, I'm going to i am look forward to it. Is
2: it good? It is good. Am it's, I it's, going to like it? It's a little bit boozy.
1: I I, I am aware. Yeah. That's why so, they're in the small cans.
2: Yes, that's why they're in the I think
1: I think you might
2: like it. It might be a little sweet for you.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. I do not a fan of the sweet. Yeah. Uh but you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But that's, okay. that's my holiday weekend plan.
2: So speaking of people that can now actually legally drink, Lucas Giolito.
1: Yeah, no kidding, right? So Lucas Giolito, I guess we'll start here. How surprised were you that Lucas Giolito ended up being the call-up for Strasbourg? Not that surprised. Why?
2: Uh, I just, it was the right fit in the rotation. It fit my prediction the first uh starting pitcher injury, it was going to be him coming yeah, up. that's true. Um, you said in just, June, right? I said in June. Yeah. I think it was a little bit later in June than I expected.
1: Yeah, I think you said early June. Yeah. Uh,
2: but anyway, I, I just thought it was the right fit. I thought it was time. I thought he was ready. So didn't think there was anything that needed waiting for, and it fit in the rotation nicely. Yeah. So I yeah. thought it I, – I, I was not surprised. Were you surprised? I
1: I a little – um, because I, just because I think it was outside of the MO of what the Nationals do with starting pitchers generally, I, I feel like the, the organization as a rule kind of says we, we have a plan for you and we're going to follow that plan no matter what happens because that's how you end up getting Strasbourg to sign a seven year extension that nobody expected to happen because we're going to take care of you. And we're going to do this thing and it doesn't really matter what the other factors are. It doesn't matter that a guy got hurt. Um, you're you're a kid who's in double A who's not on the forty man roster. We did not expect you to be up yet, and so it's not your turn um, because it's not part of the plan. So that's the part that surprises me a little bit. Um, that said, I don't think there's any question that he was ready. Yeah, I mean he. You look at his stuff and you go, "Yep, that's major league stuff." Like it, he's not to mention he's a giant and. Um, you know, I was reading before the, the start, I was reading all sorts of things on fan graphs and uh, all the different places about the head scouting reports and, and stuff on him. And just the conversations about how just his height alone has such a downhill plane. And I don't remember where I saw this, but um, that hit his release when he releases a fastball, it's, it's like seven feet f- closer to the plate or something ridiculous like that. Like, his wingspan is just insane because he's such yeah. a huge guy, which which takes his ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven mile an hour fastball and makes it that much harder because it's coming out of his hand later than everybody else. Uh, it's pretty spectacular, and but so it did surprise me. Back to the original point, a little bit, um, but I don't think it was a bad decision by any stretch. Okay, so yeah, if if it wasn't Giolito,
2: though, who is the thing? I mean,
1: well, I I, I mean. The easy choice is, uh, A.J. Cole because he's on the 40 man roster and he's done it before. Uh, he did it very poorly and he's having a terrible year. So Mm. it would not have been the right call, uh, which you can
2: bring up your fun fact
1: now. What fun fact? Didn't you have an A.J. Cole fun fact that he's not very good anymore?
2: Uh, that he was on top.
1: Oh on yeah! The it, thank you. I, I totally Psst. forgot about that. I tweeted that to you or texted that to you to you yesterday. So AJ Cole, in in the pre 2015 rankings on Baseball Prospectus, he was a top 30 prospect in Major League Baseball, not yeah. in the Nationals organization, in Major League Baseball, um, according to the the rankings that they po- that they now awesomely post on Baseball Reference. Um, they where they aggregate all that stuff together. So. Um, this is a guy who, and and he was top 100 in Major League Baseball on on in all the prospect sites they listed, which I think were um, Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, and MLB.com. It, they, they were top 100. He was top 100 on all lists, and he he didn't even get considered. And you got to wonder whether or not that career is going to pan out. But I honestly, there is a huge part of me that expected, um, you know, Rafael Martín coming up to be in the bullpen and. And use smear Petit to start because he did a fine job of it. It's kind of what he's there for. And if you have a plan for a 21 year old that you're not kind of sure what his role is going to be, you say, okay, you know, I get it's the Met series and I get that it's important, but you know, we have this guy that can do it. He did it last time and he did, did so admirably. We were able to call up a new reliever. So that was the thing that made more sense to me than anything. Um, but I, I, I honestly would have expected both to be called up first. I, yeah. I don't know. It was surprising to me. It was. There were things about it that were surprising to me for sure. Yeah, I was. I was not that
2: surprised, especially around. I think it was Sunday afternoon when Syracuse took him off the expected starters for. I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. Right. Uh, off of their website, so like temporarily. You know,
1: yeah. Yeah. It,
2: there there was the inkling that that was going to happen, and I think the most important thing is. He's ready. I mean, his numbers yeah. has, haven't obviously been there at Double A, but, yeah, but
1: uh, as
2: we talked about with Ryan of NatsGM.com, uh he he worked on stuff yeah. like what Maddox wanted him to, you know, tweak a couple things. It might not have worked. It might have worked. It might have taken some time, but his stuff is there, like you said. The stuff is insane. You saw the beautiful six to twelve or twelve to six, uh, just devastating hook last
1: night. Yeah, I mean it, it's. You, it's, it's, we say this about pitches from time to time, but it is kind of like physics defying. Like it's, it just looks like it's going to, I don't know, come into the shoulders and it like before you know it, it's hitting the dirt behind. It's its below your knee. It's like crazy. The the movement on it's insane and he throws it so well with such consistency and he puts it where he wants to. It's not like Gio Gonzalez has a great curveball, but he has no idea where it's going. Mm -hmm. And so that's a major difference between those, the two Geos, as it were that, you know, they both have very good curveballs. Gio's curveball is always rated fairly well, but he's got no command of that curveball, whereas Lucas Giolito does have command of that curveball, obviously. He's certainly struggled with command of his fastball early in the start, but, I mean, duh. Yeah. He's, he's a 21-year-old kid making his Major League debut. Right, uh, through,
2: I think, the first, uh, I don't know, what 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 do you say? Uh, four batters of the game, maybe, he or... Four outs of the game, he was consistently up in the zone. Oh, yeah, he was up, up, up. And that's what happens when you get excited.
1: Yeah, exactly. When that's you... what
2: happens when you get tired. That's what happens when you get excited. You overthrow a little bit, and, you know, how could the kid not be excited? He's got this huge crowd on a Tuesday night, and he's this hyped prospect, number one prospect in baseball, coming up, making his major league debut at a young age. Uh, Even though he's grown up in the spotlight and Hollywood life, I mean, he's got Samuel L. Jackson tweeting at him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: no kidding. He's grown up Um, in
2: that bit
1: of spotlight. but
2: Yeah, but, I mean, of course he's going to be excited. This is is his dream. He wanted to play Major League Baseball his entire life, and he's finally here, and of course he's going to be excited. So he was overthrown a little bit, but, you know, once he got the nerves out uh, about the middle of the second inning, he just – he locked it in. He absolutely yeah. locked it in. It was impressive to watch, and it is a crying shame yeah. that the rain took the rest Stupid of it. Stupid
1: rain, yeah. you got
2: to figure he wasn't probably going to go too much more than five or six innings, yeah. even if he was, you know, still throwing a one hitter.
1: He's already on an innings limit for this year, and that's one thing that you want to you you don't want to forget is like, yeah, it's great that he gets these now, but he's he's not pitching the full year, even if he's pitching well. He's going to get Strasburg for the playoffs if that happens. Like he's not get a pitch in the playoffs he's a he's a young guy they talk they, they talked about giving him an innings cap this year so um i i it was really cool to watch him do what he was doing in in the scenario and i just i can't express how much i love dusty baker's quote to him before the game where he and and Gilido said it afterwards he said be nervous be anxious but don't be scared And that's, and that's because you deserve to be here because you deserve to be here. And so like, when you think about that, Dusty Baker is acknowledging, yeah, it's okay to be anxious and nervous about this. This is a big deal, but you, you're supposed to be here. There's nothing to be scared about. We brought you up because we think you can beat the other team. And so I think that kind of thing for, for a young kid to, to come up and get that kind of vote of confidence from a guy like Dusty Baker and really from the whole organization, it was really impressive. Yeah, another
2: reason why I'm not super-duper excited, uh, or super excited, excited, I am super excited, uh, surprised that he was uh, the one tagged for this start, um, back in spring training, when he was still in big league camp, he ended up having a start against the Mets, and the Mets had their A lineup. Yeah. They had th- their guys. It was pretty much eight or like seven or eight starters, and you know, maybe one or two scrubs, but he went out and I think he utterly dominated. I remember him just carving up the Yeah, I remember like, the same thing. Yeah. And that was, uh, there was a lot of conversation around the team at that point that was, huh, maybe he is, could really be ready to be on the team right now. And so he's got some familiarity a little bit with the Mets and he had that confidence. So it's one, I don't know if it's was something in the back of his mind, you know, that he was thinking about, Hey, I, I've done this before with these players so I can do it again. I don't yeah. know if that factored in. It might, it might not, who knows, it might just be speculation, but you know, it's, it's definitely, definitely not a bad thought. thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's a valid point actually. I, I hadn't really considered it, but y- there is some familiarity, like you said, like that's, and that, that's not a bad thing for a kid at 21 making his major league debut. It's pretty cool. Um, on the flip side of that though, uh, we have the Strasbourg, uh, the latest Strasbourg injury, unfortunately. Um, I, I don't put a, it it sucks that he keeps on having these little nagging things from year to year. And I've been thinking about it a lot and I'm not saying, I don't think he's fragile necessarily. He's recovered well from everything that he's had to deal with Tommy John surgery, back stuff, neck stuff. Um, it just, it's a shame that these things keep happening, especially on a year like this year where he has just been pitching out of his mind. Yeah. It's a shame
2: and it is a little thing, uh, as of right now, you hope it doesn't affect anything for the rest of the season. Yeah. Obviously it's too early to tell. Um, hopefully it's just, a uh, miss a couple starts and then come back and, you know, Almost rejuvenated, but yeah, it's a little nagging injury. He had some ribs put in back, back in place. That sounds
1: awful. Okay. So I've had that happen. Oh God. Uh, I've had ribs out of place. I get them, uh, because I am a nerd that sits in front of a computer all day. I, um, have neck and upper back issues. And because of that, I, my occasionally, if I do something, uh, my, my ribs on my left side and the back will go out of place. And let me, it it literally it hurts to breathe it is excruciatingly painful now the getting it put back in place in my experience hasn't been isn't really the painful part Um, is it more of like a relief it is a relief but it takes a while yeah it's not like it's just like oh your ribs out of place pop you're fine it's your ribs out of place pop next day still out of place because it was out of place pop still out of so like your body can only go through so much of that change in my experience from what I've found out from chiropractic type stuff, and so uh, it doesn 't surprise me that he had to hit the di- disabled list for something like that. I mean, your rib goes out of place it's, it's not and and just so you know like just to be clear about all that, like I have this problem i don 't throw a ball ninety five miles an hour every day. <laughs> you don't so i mean I, try, I i I push ninety, but whatever it's fine uh, I'm kidding, obviously. But, you know, he has that stress on his body every day that it, it's got to complicate the whole process of getting everything back in line and, and back together. So it doesn't surprise me at all that he's out. But I also, I don't think it's, any, it's a serious thing as long as nothing got torn in the process, which the MRI seemed to show that it didn't. Right. Um, so hopefully he'll end up being fine. It doesn't sound like a very serious situation.
2: Right, so you hope it's just a quick little DL stint and
1: yeah, uh, back to normal. Because well, he's got to yeah. be pretty close to almost being back ineligible because... He
2: was, he was back, and then he went for a run the day before his uh,
1: scheduled start
2: on, uh, what was it, was that last night?
1: Yeah, but he didn't pitch in a game though, so his DL stint is basically, like, he could come back basically any day now. Right. So, like, because the 15 days started. it was you Well, know, before not... they put him on the DL. Like, right,
2: right, right. He, they had announced he would miss his second start, and then they put him on the right, DL. Right, right. Um, so he was actually scheduled. He was ready to make his next start, but I believe Monday afternoon he was going for a run and popped something out of place again.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. It's a... And, and it's got to be as frustrating for him as it is for everybody else. More frustrating, honestly. He he knows the year he's he's having, and you know he doesn't necess- really have the financial implications there anymore because the Nationals have given him a, a nice little payday. But um, he does, you know he he's a competitive guy and wants to yeah go out he there wants and pitch.
2: to yeah he wants to prove himself too. He wants to That's, prove that he's worth it.
1: And like. like Look at what, look at Max Scherzer, the same kind of thing. He wants to prove it and he throws two no hitters in a year. And then at the beginning of the next year, he strikes out 20 guys. But so it's not like, it's not like, oh, I got my money. I'm going to sit around. Like, no, this team's paying me a bunch of money and I want to make myself, you know, feel worth it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So that leads into Strasburg's, like you said, he could be coming back any day now. Um, What happens with Lucas Giolito?
1: Yeah. It's, I, I've spent some time thinking about this recently because I don't know where I come down on it. I think it's really, really easy to say Gio Gonzalez has been bad. Yes. For a couple years. It's not like Gio Gonzalez is having a bad year. Gio Gonzalez has not been very good since he won the Cy Young or finished third for Cy Young, I should say. Yeah. Um, since he was in contention to win the Cy Young, ever since then he's really he's really struggled. Like I don't know. I guess that's kind of unfair. He's he was okay the last two years. It just feels he's def- definitely
2: been the low man on the totem
1: pole. He's been the low man on the totem pole anyway. Like I, you look at his his numbers from uh, fourteen and fifteen. He's been in the mid threes in ERA, low threes with FIP. He's had decent years. This year he's been not good. Right, he um, had a good first month of the season. But it's very hard to look at a guy like Juke uh, Gonzalez, who, yes, strikes out a fair amount of guys, but also when you walk that many people and you throw so many pitches and don't get deep into games, you yes, you look at the ERA and FIP and go, okay, those numbers in previous years have been pretty decent. You, it's really unfair to kind of put him in a bad light, as I was kind of just trying to falsely. But there is something to the fact that even even though... He has put up good numbers. Since he's joined the Washington Nationals, you know how many times he's thrown 200 innings? Uh, I don't know. Zero. He's never broken 200 innings. His last two years, he's thrown 158 and two-thirds and 175 and two-thirds, respectively. That's not great. He's not going deep into games. He's not doing the kind of things that you would like to have from a starting pitcher. That said, are you going to get that from Lucas Giolito right now? Nope. So you're not getting necessarily a net gain. I don't, I really don't know where I fall here. I, I feel like Gio's not going anywhere anytime soon. If for no other reason, than I believe he's under contract for, for he, well, two more options. Is that right? Yeah. This is his final like year, that. but two more options. And so th- it puts the nationals in a pretty good spot of saying, yeah, we want you back. Um, they have no ability to trade him at this point. You're not just going to just just release this guy. Not it, mid-season. Not no. mid-season. It's going to it's a really tough situation. I I think it it winds up with Lucas Giolito being sent to Syracuse here when Strasburg comes back. I
2: agree. Yeah. Uh he shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I
1: I it's so you say he should you agree it's going to happen. You're saying he but he shouldn't be. Where do you what do you want them to do?
2: Um magic DL stint for Gio. Yeah. 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 That's Uh, obviously the union would never go for something like that.
1: Uh, I think they do all the time though.
2: Yeah. I think um, as we're coming into the trade deadline, uh, less than a month, actually about a month away now, um, Gio Gonzalez looks to be that type of piece where the nationals are willing to give up a player in the prospect realm as long as they take Gio for the year, it might just be, he might just be a throw-in. Yeah, right. You know, take, oh yeah, take sure. this we'll, money, please. Exactly. Oh, yeah. sure, we'll give you a, a couple a decent pros We'll give you a better prospect, but you got to take Gio. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably the only way this would that Gio's not going to be a national. Yeah, uh, because there's no reason for them to really release him. Uh, fifth guy doesn't mean too much when you get to October.
1: Yeah, that—that's what I was gonna say. If you, you know, if you're concerned about innings in general, Lucas, you know, Lucas Giolito is not going to be around for that for that long stretch. So, how do you reconcile that with releasing a pitcher and then having nobody else to make up that? But are you just saying, well, you you go four starters in October, so who cares? Yeah. Okay. Or even three starters in October. Yeah, with this pitching staff, you have a legitimate possibility of doing that. Honestly.
2: Right. Um, and even if, you know, hell, it could even be uh, Scherzer, Strasburg, Giolito.
0: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can't even talk about what just happened over here. Yeah. thinking about that. And I, I mean, that's the path going forward for this team, though. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's next year. That's yeah. what you're looking at for this on opening day of 2017.
2: So Yeah, your 1-2-3 is Scherzer, Strasburg, Giolito. And just year.
1: to put it in perspective, a month ago, we were saying your 1-2 is going to be Scherzer and Giolito, and I don't know what the hell else is going to happen. Right. So that's the impact that having Strasbourg locked in for a while makes on the team. Right. So yeah. It's 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 a good situation for the Nationals to be in. I uh, so I guess ultimately do you see Gio Gonzalez being moved by the trade deadline? Uh no. I don't. Yeah, no me either. No, I don't I don't think there's any way. I don't think there's any way that happens. Any not no no way at all. At all. Uh, speaking of Giolito probably going back to Syracuse, something else has been happening in Syracuse recently. Uh, oh, yeah, Trey Turner. Yeah, yeah. Trey the burner Turner. is uh, The Nationals um, have employed Trey Turner as their uh, fire-under-the-ass-of-slumping-player guy uh, because Trey Turner was kind of put, put uh, directly behind Danny Espinosa, who has been one of the best players on the nationals over the course of the last month, month and a half.
2: Yeah. He's got almost an 1100
1: OPS this month. Yeah. I mean, he's been insanely good. Your um, number eight hitter. Yeah. It's I mean, the, with the couple guys above him, not uh, pulling their weight similarly. Um, so the next target was honest, was obviously, uh, Ben Revere, who has been terrible since coming back from the disabled list as a rule. Um, and you have Trey Turner moving to, for the first time in his professional career, uh, play center field. Yeah. For well, back-to-back he, games. He's fast enough. Well, that's... You know who else did the exact same thing? Billy Hamilton. Billy effing Hamilton. <laughs> that's... That, like, you... People look at it and go, oh, there's another guy, by the way, too. He just left this organization. Um, and he's doing an okay thing for himself in the American League. Yeah, but he's not that fast. No, but I'm saying middle infielder moving to Yeah, center Ian Desmond. Yeah, exactly. So, you look at... Speed makes up for a lot. See Roger Bernadina.
2: Yeah. Wow, yeah. How would that guy have a career? Like,
1: terrible fielder. A joke of a fielder. But very, very fast. Yes. And so you make up for mistakes... Trey Turner, I, you know, there's going to be a lot of learning to learn how to play center field, but you, when you're that fast, you can get away with a lot. You can get away with some really bad route efficiency when you're, you know, the second one would probably be the second fastest guy in major league baseball. Yeah, he's pretty fast. I mean, he'll, he's going to be that good.
2: And so of course, since he's done that, Ben Revere has been uh, a world beater
1: yeah of course he went four for five in that first game i think he went when uh with three stolen bases with a couple stolen bases yeah yeah. i think it was three stolen bases Um, against uh yeah who's definitely hurt yeah
2: bone spurs poor guy yeah Um,
1: hurt but also not admitting that he's hurt
2: yeah that's Uh, the
1: mets being stupid again yeah no kidding
2: it's fantastic yeah they're not good at that no um and they are now employing a wife beater. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a whole other thing. I could do a whole podcast on that.
2: Yeah. Um, Join us on our other podcast. That, <laughs> Joe that, and Craig,
1: that, get angry and liberal. That's rants on the go. Um, yeah, so I. what do you think about the implications of him starting to play center field? Now, it's two games in a row now. He's done that. So what do you think about... That in general, I really don't know what to
2: think because that gives either. the Nationals three players in center field. Yeah, it's <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, it, that's the thing that's bizarre. Is I'm so glad you brought that up because you know who else <laughs> is a really good center fielder, Michael, Michael A. Taylor. Michael Taylor. <laughs> He's really good at that job. So when you look at when you look at that, if it was just Ben Revere's not playing well, and so we need another option. So we're going to try and get one of our prospects some reps in center field. I totally get that. There's a guy on the 25-man roster who can do that job, and you're choosing to not let him do that job.
2: Yeah, I think it's more of we're sorry, Trey. Everyone's doing okay right now. Yeah. And you can't play first base. (laughs) Yeah. You're, You're way too little for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I don't... Because even Anthony Rendon's starting to piece it together. Yeah, I mean, the team is coming to... The only player on the team who's really not putting it together right now is Ryan Zimmerman. Yeah. So, the only option that you have is putting uh, Murphy at first base, I guess. Right. And then putting Turner at second if you want to do but that. But you're now.
2: not benching Ryan Zimmerman. But Zimmer-
1: you're not benching Ryan Zimmerman. That's the whole point. So. Yeah. You, you Ryan Zimmerman, throughout the course of his entire career, has always figured it out at some point, and so you're not going to just take that away from him. Um, and, and there's as,
2: Ben Revere legging out an infield single.
1: And, and but and once again, at first base, you also have Clint Robinson, who's like not that bad.
2: No, so I don't know. I, it's it's weird. It's a very strange situation. And there's was a great article on FanGraphs uh, in the last week that. that the Nationals made the right decision with Espinoza over Trey Turner.
1: Yeah, that was a great article. That was a really great article. It was full
2: of crow eating.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: So, yeah, it was um, It was a, a, a good article. I encourage everyone to read it. It sucks because Trey Turner, is. it seems, ready.
1: Yeah, and, for sure.
2: Uh, he's learning center field. Maybe there's a trade somewhere, not with Trey Turner yeah.
1: per se. No, but, not with Michael Trey Turner. It would not be. Michael A. Taylor. It would be Taylor. Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, and then you might see a similar platoon situation that you're seeing with Revere. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I you, with the fielding concerns, middle infield about Trey Turner, with you know the fact that he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, and there's some, some con, just general defensive concerns with him. It stands to reason that they would say. I mean, it's not like you put him in center field and all problems are solved because that's an easy position by any stretch. Um, but maybe you you take him out of the infield, you give him a couple more seconds to make decisions in center field, and I think Ian Desmond's benefited from that in center field as well. Similar case. It, you give him a shot, but also Danny Espinosa is about to be a free agent too, so. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts the Nationals are dealing with, and I think they're just for the most part what I make of Trey Turner doing that is they're just trying to see where things fit, and they don't know where things fit right now. And the whole point of minor minor league baseball and having a farm team is s- see what a guy can do. Right. That, I mean, that's the whole point. Because he's not coming up right now, that's for sure. No. But, so who might on well, this team might as well? Who on this team do you remove to make room for Trey Turner? Right. Yeah. Ryan Zimmerman's not an option. Next person. I mean, there's nobody. There's there's no one at all. You 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 send down Michael A. Taylor if you want to do that to bring up Trey Turner to also sit on the bench or platoon or something. I don't know. It does it he's kind of feeling it out down there and I I I kind of don't have a problem with it. So, yeah. But so it,
2: it's, 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 it's strange. It's I would
1: op- like to see some video of him playing center field though.
2: Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah.
1: That's something that I would like to definitely like to check out. Um, uh, you might find it over on chiefs talk on the go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so we've got a lot more things we want to talk about um, with not that much time. Cause we have like 400,000 questions. So a few things I know we wanted to spend kind of hit the all-star game a little bit. So why don't you take that one? I
2: don't like the All Star Game, I but know. we should. Ramos deserves to be an All Star. Yeah, um, that kind of leads into something else we wanted to talk about. Yeah, Harper, it's kind of the,
1: I was kind of looping those two together. Yeah,
2: Harper is going to be an All Star. Daniel Murphy should very well also be an All Star. Yeah, uh, Wilson Ramos one hundred and ten percent deserves to be
1: an All Star. Wilson Ramos, if if you were, if the All Star Game mattered for what's supposed to matter, which is the best player at that position through the first half of the year, uh, Wilson Ramos should be starting Right. the All-Star game. There's absolutely no question. Daniel Murphy right. probably should be starting the All-Star game. Yes. I, ben Zobrist is a very fair argument, and I am not that mad at it. He could, uh, like, if he, if he starts the All-Star game, he probably will. That's fine. Uh, yeah. But Murphy should definitely make the team. Bryce Harper probably should not be starting the All-Star game in right field. But um, you,
2: it's also the All Star Game,
1: ex- and that's the whole point. And I, you know, we've I've written railed, so many railed. articles about how much I hate this game. It's not even funny. I do not watch the All Star Game. Uh, I am a ridiculously huge baseball fan. I I watch the Home Run Derby because I think it's great. Yeah, uh, I love a
2: Home Run Derby.
1: Yeah, everything except for the voice. Yeah, yeah. I I usually listen on mute, but. Or watch on mute. Listen on mute? That, can't, you, I like it. I love not it. Not even possible. Um, That'd be a good song. But <laughs> that would be that would be a good band or album. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good album, yeah. yeah. Listen on Listen mute. Listen on mute. Um, what? <laughs> so good. Uh, but the All-Star Game to me is just... It, if they d- were doing the All-Star Game as they're doing it now, and it didn't matter for anything, I would have no problem. None. None at all. I would not enjoy it necessarily but it would literally be eh, fans vote on some guys those guys play some baseball and then everybody goes back to their job on friday like i would have no problem with that but the fact that it literally decides home field advantage for the world effing series and (laughs) and fans just get to choose who they want to start is ridiculous yep it is ridiculous um also fans mostly stupid when it comes down huh. to making those, because who is actually going and voting and choosing the right player? They're choosing their entire team's roster. Right. That's all that's happening. Uh, I went and voted one ballot because I wanted to be able to say that I could vote one ballot and voted for Wilson Ramos. Uh, but the, I believe the only other national that I voted for, uh, nationals that I voted for, were uh, Danny Espinosa and uh, uh, Daniel Murphy.
2: Wow, Espy,
1: huh? Yeah. Well, I just I love the guy, so yeah. And he's having the year, so I wanted to give him a vote for it. But nice. Um. Yeah. So I I I, I hate the All Star Game, but more importantly than anything, you know, fans like it or whatever. It matters to the players yeah. because it gets the money. Yeah. And you start an All Star Game, and it makes a difference for something. Right. And Wilson Ramos, God! After everything that guy's been through in his life and his career, and all of the questions about whether or not he was going to be able to put it together, and whether he was even valid as a, uh, you know, as as a catcher because his defense was questionable and he could show flashes of power but was hurt all the time. To have a season like this, I mean, yeah, he's hitting three forty, like without being hurt. Yeah, like he just plays mostly every day. And is hitting 340, and uh, is playing well defensively and calling a good game for everyone except for Gio Gonzalez, <laughs> which
0: <laughs> which might not which, necessarily be his is fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Who is the least common denominator? Right. Um, yeah. I. Uh, I. Uh, if he's not starting the All Star game, and he's not going to, he's never no. going to be able to make up that that several hundred thousand vote gap. It's but it's a it's a crying shame. I mean, it's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah. It's uh Wilson Ramos is having a phenomenal year, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the offseason because the Nationals have to keep him now. Yeah. Oh there's yeah. literally no, oh. no option. Yeah.
1: There, there, well, there's nobody else in the organization that could do it unless you want to go and do the Jonathan Lucroy thing that we've been talking about forever. But right. there's just no, there are no other choices. I mean, there's... there's... Cabo- key boom is not ready. No, there's, there's nothing else. There, you, and Lobatone, as we talked about with Ryan when he was on the show... Uh, not a valid starting option for the most part. No, no. Good, good defensively. Good defensively, not great. Good. Yeah. And has no bat to speak of. So I mean, love the guy. He's hilarious, but it's that's that's not a criteria for my starting catcher. Um. So yeah. Uh, I think we got a question about Matt Latos, didn't we? Maybe. Okay. So let's deal with that in the questions. Um. And if not, maybe we'll hit it at the end. So anything else before we hit questions that you want to hit? No. All right, cool. So Jonathan, I feel like he told me how to pronounce his name before. So I'm going to go with Mayu. Mayu. Okay, nice. That's with, terrible. I know, so bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm pronouncing it a la psych pronunciations, I feel nice. like. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Ramos's offensive explosion in a contract year? Way to transition us here into questions, John. Uh, does Ramos's offensive explosion in a contract year make you hesitate to extend him, or does Lasik supersede that? Uh, I think it encourages me to want to extend him Absolutely. as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, he he got Here, his eyes fixed. Here we fixed fix this thing, and now all of a sudden you see the baseball and can't stop hitting it. Um, he's almost hitting as well as Daniel Murphy at this point. I mean, yeah, it's like ridiculous how how well he's hitting. And by the way, he's a catcher. Yeah, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, you you extend him if it's all, at all possible. But I do not imagine at this point in the year it is at all possible. I right. think he's definitely going to be either get the contract in October or he's really going to actually test free agency.
2: Right, which uh, free agency for catchers is really weird because so many times teams just hold on to whatever they can.
1: Yeah, so it's there are not a lot of free aging catcher situations and when that when it does happen it doesn't often end well for the catcher no. so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out but like you said i can't imagine a way that ramos doesn't end back end up back in dc next year i think he's he's kind of made it made himself indispensable considering the pitching staff and the way he's hitting so yeah um fang asks uh, a couple of questions first what uh are your thoughts on a domed stadium versus a non-domed one stadium with a retractable roof versus without one well, I think
2: some stadiums have domes and some have retractable roofs and some don't have either. So those are my thoughts.
1: Boom hashtag science. Yep. And he also asks who uh who do you think is next is the next new hot prospect in the National's farm system after Giolito?
2: Mentioned him a little bit, uh both. Yeah. He was uh he very well will be seen in September. Uh, maybe get a spot start in September. That would be cool. Maybe help in the bullpen.
1: Who knows? Yeah. I I think that's probably right just to be different, so we're not going to do that. I'll say Reynaldo Lopez.
2: Uh, Ronaldo Lopez is another great answer. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the the biggie that everyone's talking about uh, a little bit further down the road uh, is Robles, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, and I was thinking about that, too, but that's also – I was trying to hit pitchers more yeah. uh, than anything. But, yeah, uh, Robles is probably the, the the big guy you want to be watching that has not yet appeared in D.C. Uh all right, so uh Josh the wonderful crea- voiceover uh guy for our show asks, can we mount a legal campaign to be able to take Giolito's curveball as a spouse because who wouldn't want to marry it?
2: Um I think you'll find some trouble in red states. Yeah. Uh but I would I would I I would I would marry the hell out of it. I want I want to be on it. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. And just, you know, we're running out of... We, we definitely made a Sorkin reference in the pre-show, but we haven't done it on the recorded show yet, I'm just saying. Okay. Um, so, uh, Michelle asked Giulietto's Curve, so back-to-back questions on Giulietto's Curve. Discuss without sounding like a total fanboy. I cannot. Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. I saw this question. I was like, what's the point? Yeah, it's... I mean, it is ridiculously good. It is... Yeah. It, even, even not considering the fact that he's on this team does not make a difference. It is right. it is that good of a pitch. It it's insanely good. Yeah, I
2: like it. It's nice. It's uh and like you said, I think the most impressive thing about his curveball is that it's consistent. Yeah. For someone at that age and that size to have a consistent pitch at all. That's amazing.
1: Well, the FanGraphs report about him that came out the other day, uh, what, the scouting report talked about how the fact that, that exactly what you're saying, the fact that he's at his age and he has such command and consistency with that pitch, you know, could really make it be a plus. It's currently an easy. I think the the writer, I don't remember who it was, said it's currently an easy plus and could be plus plus. Yeah. Um. And and that is what we're looking at when you see that kind of pitch. I mean, you this- don't
2: see a lot of. Pitches at that level. Like, no. a Roldis Chapman's fastball is an 80. Yeah, you know? Right. That's, like, one of the few. Well, and Jose the thing Fernandez that's crazy is
1: at an 80. His his pitch was scouted as an 80. At an 80. His fastball was scouted as an 80. Like, right. And and then he could have another pitch that could be a 75-80, which is yeah. like, what? Yeah, that's like
2: Kershaw territory. That's mm. like Jose Fernandez territory.
1: And we're gonna be hitting that topic, I think, shortly because Johan asked a really good question. No, oh yeah, I like get, that. We're gonna one. hit at the end. Um, Michelle asks, uh, 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 "Pap is almost back. Who's go- who goes down?"
2: That's a great question.
1: Yeah, I. I mean,
2: it's, I. I don't know. <laughs> it's. I. You, you would say Rafael Martín. Yeah, but he's got to be up for ten days.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't. No, is that true?
2: I think it's true unless it's an injury situation. Or no, he has
1: to go down for 10 days. My bad. Yeah, no, I was going to say, Sorry. I think it's the other way around. He can't he can come, come back up. Yeah, He, he went, can come okay. up for a day, but once he's back down, it's for 10 days. So yeah, it'll be Martine. I think it's probably going to be Martine. Don't sleep on it being Trinan, though.
2: Oh, God, that'd be interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I also, I feel like... Uh, I know I said this last week, but I feel like Rivero could use it too. But,
2: oh, absolutely. Yeah. But he hasn't been pitching as much lately. So He's that's... been
1: pitching less. He pitched the other day, and it was not great, but he got out of it. So, uh, Ryan Jones asks, uh, if G-Little gets another start and it goes as well as last night's, do you really send him back down? We kind of hit that, but on the, uh, on the same token, do, if, it, if it goes as well as last night's over six innings, do you really send him back down?
2: You have to. Yeah, I don't think you have to. You don't race, have. Unfortunately. You
1: can't. You're not going to go with the six man rotation. And you're... you're not releasing a guy. Right. You're not. You're not doing that at this point in his career. Next year, it's his job, but. And what are you going to do? Tell Joe Ross he's got to go down? Yeah, you're not doing that either, for sure. Definitely not doing that. Uh... <laughs> North Carolina Also, Giolisto, very good. Uh, does Giolito get a mulligan or what? That rainout was bull. Ash. ash, ash. And I agree. And I did that because he, he starred out the the end of the word there. So, Nice. I'm um, trying to read it accurately. Uh, yeah. I don't think I'm Mulligan because he pitched very well, but he didn't quote-unquote get the win. Which well, I'm just glad him. the game didn't disappear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there was a chance that he wasn't even going to get credit for the debut if, if right. the game got postponed. So.
2: And I made a Kaiser
1: Soze reference for that. Oh, did you
2: really? I missed that. Yeah. yeah, I totally did. Oh, wow. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm skipping that question. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you make of? Uh, we talked about that. Uh, Ryan Jones asks, "Can Turner play first base?" Which we already kind of hit, but no, no, no. He's too he's no too little for, too little for that. Uh from our from Mike from the UK, um, are the 2016 Nets really good, or are the 2016 Mets? Terrible or something in between discuss. I'd say the Nats are
2: about maybe a little bit better than expected. Um, basically they haven't outside of this Strasburg injury, they haven't had injury problems. And that was a big issue for them last year yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's kind of what the Mets are running into this year. They're just having injury after injury after injury. So uh, I wouldn't say the Mets are terrible, i would say they're hampered by injuries and not able to get a flow going
1: i guess yeah that that i think is the i think the nats are a little outperforming they're what we expected from last year or for or earlier in the year from this year um and i think that the mets are definitely underperforming but i think there's a lot of injury factor there to deal with they're dealing with you know the the starting rotation that you know what everybody was talking about having a lot of issues this year with you know wheeler not being able to make it back from from his injury and Cindergard having some issues steven matt's continuously having issues um uh matt harvey you know whether mental or physical having issues bartolo cologne being bartolo cologne um so they're dealing with a lot of, of issues at the moment as well uh so i think injuries are the bigger thing for them uh Jude, with a couple of uh, questions here. First, Lobaton hits a homer. Which national will unexpectedly surprise us with a homer?
2: Uh, which one? Um, we've already gotten the Ben Revere homer. I know,
1: right? I was there. It was awesome.
2: Uh, let's see. I don't I don't know who would really surprise. Yeah, there's not many unexpected the, guys I mean, left.
1: The only one you would say is would be a pitcher, I yeah, guess. Yeah, pitcher, pitcher. But, meh. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I'm picking a pitcher, the least likely is gonna gotta be Gio. It's gotta be Gio. Yeah, does not swing the bat well. Uh, and the follow up from Jude: Will Julie to replace one of the starting pitchers for the rest of the season? No, I don't think so. We talked about that.
2: Uh, and real quick, may I interject? Uh, the Nationals are actually underperforming their Pythagorean win loss.
1: Yeah, that's which interesting. Yeah, that's interesting actually.
2: Yep. Wow. So they're 46 and 32 right now, and their Pathag is uh, 48 and 30. Wow. That's so, really good. <laughs> so, two, yeah, two games, uh, two game difference there. But
1: so, did Mike, not expect Mike, Mike maybe the Nationals overperforming a little more than we expected. They're yeah. underperforming a little more. Than underperforming, than we yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Which we thought over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that's how good the team is at the moment. Uh, So, 34 is Pompadour. Ask that's nice and ryth- rhythmic and rhymy. Like, uh, agree or disagree? Ryan Zimmerman is much closer to the end than we thought/slash hoped. P.S. Uh, Part of me died asking this.
2: It die It hurts hearing yeah, it. I know. It's. I, I mean, you don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. Yeah.
1: It's hard. He shouldn't be this bad. He shouldn't be this bad. Um, there's unfortunately been a downward trend. Yeah, at a younger age than you would hope for, for yep. from a guy like that. Yes, I, I don't want to go much yep, further I know. than that <laughs> because otherwise I might start sobbing on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with it's too early to tell, uh, but it, it, the trajectory does not look awesome.
2: No, it's it, it I'll doesn't look that. good. And he's under contract for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah, for for a minute or two more, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: So you, you hope he turns it around. Uh, he's shown flashes. Yeah. And you just hope it gets better than what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the only thing. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so depressing. Uh, Mulligirl asks, uh, if the Buffalo doesn't go to the All-Star game, how do you fix the system? Because that's bull. Shh. Nice. Uh two options make the fan vote go away and let the managers choose Uh, that still doesn't fully fix the problem because the manager is going to pick his guy I I mean it's a fairly unfixable system Um, unfortunately it ends up affecting how guys get paid down the road which is the thing that really sucks
2: yeah just make it not count and then no one cares
1: yeah that makes a big difference too if you make yeah. it not count, then people don't go, and honestly, guys would rather not go because right. they would rather have the time off right than than anything else uh beard wants to know what is FWA? uh as far as I
2: understand uh I believe it's the subhorn
1: <laughs> is it really I, that's what I, I thought it was my my impression was that it was a, that Murphy stole it from lucas Duda
2: okay, I don't know what i I thought it was the sub horn.
1: Fwah. Fwah.
2: that's what i thought it was <laughs> because it's like you hit a home run you get the subhorn you get the flaw
1: but you you could you could get the oh that's good actually i like that it's definitely not what it is but i like it i want i that thought to that's be the what it, i
2: don't know i just saw flaw i thought it was a thing i don't know I, I want that to be the answer so i'm not even gonna try
1: nice uh beard your next question we totally answered to extent from many other questions so just get your questions in earlier okay uh, Emily Bull wants to know. In hindsight, how do you? How much do you think the Mets regret not signing Murphy? Uh, a lot. Yeah, huge mistake. Yeah, huge especially with, mistake. Especially with their lack of health. And for the amount of money. Let's not like talk about. He, he signed a three-year deal for nothing.
2: For thirty-eight million. Thirty-eight million bucks. <laughs> I'm and, being lambasted already for my flaw.
1: Good. Good. I,
2: I didn't know what flaw is. How am I supposed to know?
1: <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but the Mets hugely regret that. I mean, that's a, like, you can't, you couldn't know that at the time. But even when the Nationals signed a deal, I remember thinking, that's it? That's the only amount of money that he was able to sign? So I don't know if something else happened or whatever, but uh, the Mets are really regretting that. I mean, their season would look much different if they had Murphy's, Murphy's line in their lineup. And the Nats probably would as well. Yeah, if they didn't have Murphy's line there, it would be a much uglier situation. I think.
2: I well depends on what Trey Turner did. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can't hard to count on a twenty three year old. No, coming, I know. Doing but that, I mean, it's just weird. Yeah, so it's a weird thought for sure. Huh. Uh, so Beard's next question: The Nats went uh, into a funk around the time Johnny Don, Johnny Jonathan went on the DL. Then he started playing better once he made his first rehab appearance. So he's obviously the glue that holds the club together, right?
2: Uh, love murder inks, the DC strangler. Nice. So, um, I can't really speak to that, to be honest. I mean, I know that Jonathan Pablamont has a phenomenal reputation in the clubhouse. Uh,
1: teammates like him. Yeah. So think what you will about him, but it's really seems like his colleagues like him.
2: Right. And that's what matters. So there might be something to it. I would say probably not. Probably more coincidental. The fact that road trips are hard, especially yeah. West
1: Coast road trips. I think the West Coast road trip has a bit more factor there than so,
2: anything. But I, I can't discount uh, that a, a essentially a clubhouse leader and veteran player going down would have an effect.
1: Yeah. And especially him, on a road trip. And him not being around on the road trip, but being around back in D.C., Right. Uh, because he was doing minor league appearances. So, you know, and then uh, and drive and <clears throat> playing in Potomac for the first driving up to DC for the end of after. the game. that's yeah. cool. That yeah. is a really cool move. I was pretty impressed to see that. Not a lot yeah. of guys are doing that. I wouldn't want to do that. I would not. You got to sit on ninety five. You got to take that. the Parkway. Yeah, no. and then you got to take ninety five. I mean, then he got to cross the bridge. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. no way. No way! I would not be doing that after after I just pitched in the game, but it right. kind of shows his dedication. And I like it. So, I like it a lot.
2: Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I can't discount it. Very cool. Yeah. And there uh, he is, just sitting there with his goofy ass his sunglasses. Goofy sunglasses. I know. I love it. Just bugging the shit out of people.
1: I know, but the players obviously like it. They like it. They like having him around. It's like, and yesterday's after, you know, in the, after the rain delay, second rain delay yesterday, he was like sitting and he was like arm in arm with Gio, like sitting on the bench, just like chatting. It was awesome. I mean, he's, they seem to like him. And I, yeah, like you said, I, it's hard to say it was a, he's a non-factor in that situation. I don't know. Uh, Fang, the question we've been waiting for, do you have any crazy rain delay stories? If so, Please share.
2: Okay, okay, so apparently I have.
1: a crazy <laughs> Yes, you story. too. You're the only one, <laughs> and it's been now sold up
2: on me. So it's awesome! It's a good story. I, I okay. I guess it's a good story. Um, I mean, it's not it's like kinda... yeah. I mean, it's <sighs> the result is good. Okay, is it? Okay. Oh, ahead.
1: oh, that one. That's what I was
2: thinking of. Oh no, this was a different one. Oh, okay. Go ahead. The one Sean was thinking was a, a different one. No, it was uh, the, the the first story is the. Um, uh, first Nationals game I went to ever at RFK. It was against the Cubs and got there and there was a rain delay like immediately. And it ended up being, I want to say, two hours and 40 minutes.
1: Oh, God.
2: It was, I was up the top and we're talking like you could not see across the stadium.
1: Oh, my God.
2: The rains were so bad. And at one point, the uh, giant. Uh, aluminum foil thing that they wrapped the tarp in rolled across the field. Oh, my God. Like, That's it was crazy. insane. It was insane. Like, you I, I don't There's know how There's a reason many... they
1: get, like, 20 people to push that thing. It's pretty heavy. Right.
2: So I don't know how many people remember RFK days, but up top, like, there were vents right at, like, the last row, and there was paper suctioning out, like, napkins and stuff like suctioning out of the stadium through those vents. It was insane. Uh and what makes this all the better is my brother and a friend drank an entire bottle of one fifty one before the game. Oh
1: my god.
2: So that happened.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't end well.
2: And uh yeah. So the other guy I think was in a tuxedo too. Wow. So.
1: What about the other one?
2: The other one uh That's what one I Ra- was thinking of. Randy Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned this uh, before when we did our five favorite games. Yeah. Um, So uh, went to see Randy Johnson's 300th win with my mother for her birthday, and it was, I want to say, a Thursday night game. And everyone knew it was Randy Johnson's going for his 300th win. So they were trying everything within their power to get the game in. And it was three and a half hours they delayed it and delayed it and delayed it when finally they were just like, you know what, we can't wait yeah. any longer. We have, to, we have to actually call it. So they called it, uh, did a traditional doubleheader Friday afternoon, uh, went back to the game with my mom. Why not? And uh, after the first inning, the Nat Pack came up and made us fans of the game, and we got to sit in the Diamond Club for the rest of the game. Nice. uh and the next game because it was a traditional doubleheader
1: yeah pretty that that's a good one yeah good. so that one was pretty cool you've got to have one from the press box i don't remember any really good rain delays they're just so long <laughs> i i remember long nights of just standing in the corridors of Nat's park going is is it game time yet i don't have any good ones I, I really could i was thinking about it i can't think of any crazy or good rain delay stories I, I got nothing
2: yeah during that cubs rain delay uh I definitely remember a fan running out on the field too.
1: Oh, that's so stupid.
2: Oh, it was great. Oh, it's,
1: it's entertaining, but
2: so as stupid. a, as a spectator, it's yeah. fantastic as the guy because you're being re- arrested. Exactly. Yeah. The exactly. big fat security guards exactly. trying to chase exactly. him. Uh, I, Oh, Oh yes. Yes. This is actually, yeah, he ran He actually was around for a good while and he ended up sliding into home.
1: Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. If you're going to do it, you go, you got to go big or go home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, a question from Dan Guzman. Uh, rank the Nats TV announcers through history. You may decide how to rank them. Proctor Darling, you know all the people.
2: Yeah. Um, let me pull up the list so I actually hit everyone.
1: Yeah. I, uh, you got yours? Uh, I have the list up, yeah. I, okay, go he, for it. Dan tweeted it at us. So Hit yours. So, I um, haven't ranked them, so I'm going right. to do it kind of on the fly here. Yeah. But uh, they're like... I remember most of these guys. Uh, okay. Albert
2: doesn't count. By yeah. The way. Thank you. Like, I don't even know who that is. He was a sub. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't
1: count. Uh, Mel Proctor. I, I know he called games.
2: Yeah. See back in the dark ages of Masson, like that first year, they had nothing on TV. Exactly. Like uh, we read in Jake Russell's book uh, back a couple months ago, They gave out their number on the air. Like, a cell phone number. Yeah,
1: which is insane.
2: They said, hey, call this number, this is my cell phone,
1: and no one called. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I mean, it it was, it was, and like, I don't know. The games just weren't available. Tom Pachoric, I don't, who... Yeah. I mean, so I'm going to go from from uh Ron Ron Darling uh oh god Don Sutton I was like what's his first name Rob Dibble Bob Carpenter and FP I mean um Rob Dibble's the worst. Yeah. There's no question about that. I mean, he's he's at the bottom. I don't think Don Sutton is far above uh Rob Dibble. I he he had a very uh condescending way of doing things. Um, I, a lot of people were saying different things about this. I, I, I don't hate Ron Darling.
2: I think Ron Darling
1: goes well with a good partner. And I, I think the Mets really have actually some good broadcast. The Mets, the Mets TV broadcast is very good. Yes, I I, I really, I enjoy watching the Mets TV broadcast. They do a really good job. The chemistry is good with uh, Darling and Hernandez and uh, Gary, Gary Cohen. Is that who it is? The play-by-play guy who is excellent. He's really great. Um, he didn't have much to work with in 2006. And so I think that probably hurt him, uh, but when he was, uh, that's kind of exactly where I was going with that to kind of base it on what he, I know of his career, which is mostly doing Mets games. Um, so I know this is how I'm answering it. I'm going to say, uh, Dibble is in last, uh, with Sutton just above. And then, uh, oh, this is hard for me because two other guys are currently there and, uh, I don't want to be that guy. Um, I'm going to say, uh, then probably Bob third and then FP second Ron darling first.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what's yours?
2: Um, I've got the same bottom dibble Sutton. Yeah. And honestly, for me, it's really close because I really like, I didn't honestly, I, I knew dibble was a blowhard and a moron. Yeah. Uh, but Don Sutton. Yeah. Just,
1: I know. Yeah, well, I remember when the Nationals had absolutely nothing broadcast during spring training, and you'd tune into the Braves games, the radio games, to try to get something during spring training. And he's just—he was just the worst. I he mean, just, just loves
2: to talk about how great he is.
1: Talk about how great he is, and just rail on all of the uh, the the what's his name, John Fein- Feinstein, like crap i don't know I, anyway go ahead
2: yeah um so i've got dibble sutton um i really don't like fp i know you don't
0: i know no you.
2: yeah i don't like fp uh then i probably put tom pachorik i remember him i thought he was middling at best yeah uh then i put ron darling and uh bob Carpenter, number 1 which that's saying a lot yeah but <laughs> it's not like He's number one by default. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like this, is, this is, like, uh, one of these competitions where you don't give out a gold medal. Have you seen those? Like. What? They, they have, like, I don't, I don't even know if it's gymnastics or whatever or something. But there are competitions where, uh, actually, it happens in beer. Uh, beer these, uh, like, beer competitions, uh, judging, where they'll give out a silver, silver medal uh, and a bronze medal, but they won't give out a gold medal. Yeah, like I he's he's one by default, but like he's number I, three. I've
1: got to be honest with you. The more I think about it, the more I got to switch FP and Bob. I got to put Bob above FP. Yeah. Like uh, the thing about Bob is he he's so innocuous.
2: Exactly. Like
1: he doesn't. He it's hard. To, besides the fact that he's terrible at deciding where the ball is going in the outfield, he doesn't. He's not bad. He's just boring. He's
2: there. He's yeah. he's oh 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 oh. Uh, a triumph of the middling. Yes, he
1: is. Well done, well done. I thought you weren't going to get it in. Uh, I, he's yeah, he's not offensive. I, I just yeah. With he's the, Bingo Bob. Exactly, and and take. He is literally Bingo Bob. Yes, he is literally Bingo Bob from Oklahoma. Oh, so close, so it close. Wasn't Oklahoma what? Was it what? Bingo no, Bingo Bob. Bob's Colorado. I'm just saying he's Bingo Bob from Oklahoma. Got it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I just can't, I can't hate Bob. He's just, he's just there and he does his job admirably. Yeah. He he
2: does his job. He does it well. He doesn't do it great. Yeah. But he does his job and he tells you what's going on in the game and he doesn't have a lot of personality and that's fine.
1: And taking the answer, you know, from from the, from the Dan's perspective of answer it how you want to, uh, that's, I mean, I just, I really enjoy Ron Darling on the Mets broadcast. And so I, I, and I don't have a lot of memory from him on Nats broadcast, to be totally honest with you. So yeah. that's how I have to rank it.
2: So let's see, number one, Bob, number two, Darling, number three, Pachoric; number four, Sant'Angelo. Uh, then what did I go? Was it Sutton Devil? Sutton Dibble, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I've got I've Which got,
2: Sutton Dibble. Like as bad as everyone else is, it's like pachoric, fifty
1: yards of shit. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's those and then guys Sutton are Sutton and Dibble in a, a cesspool fight for awful.
1: Yeah, definitely true. I've got so yeah, and so my final ranking I'll I'll say is uh Darling Carpenter Sant'Angelo Sutton Dibble. That's my final final okay. answer. Uh and then the final question of the evening from Johan, NLB Snats. If you could throw a player's specific pitch, example, Giolito's curve, on command, whose and what pitch would it be?
2: I think if you're not saying Aroldis Chapman 105, you're a liar. So that's the
1: easy answer. <laughs> I don't care if it's the easy answer. I, and so I, I thought about it. My answer is Kershaw's anything. Yeah. Anything Kershaw. Throws. You just want to be Kershaw. I just want to be that guy. He's like the the nicest guy on earth and also is one of the best pitchers in the history of Major League Baseball. Um, wow. Yeah, nice. he's ridiculously good. Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, yeah, Kershaw's anything, I would say Kershaw's curveball. Um, or just to for some home cooking, Strasburg's changeup. Okay. Because it's a really good Wow. And I think totally underrated.
2: Um I think if we're talking, uh, be someone a pitcher, I would not go Kershaw. Oh, okay. As, like if you're talking be someone, like be someone for a night, like pitcher wise. Oh, I want to be Max Scherzer. Really?
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. If I, if I want to be a pitcher for a night, I want to be Max Scherzer. I want to okay. stock the mound i wanna i wanna throw ninety six ninety seven miles you're an hour.
2: gonna you're gonna change your mind as soon as I say mine,
1: oh God jose
2: oh. Fernandez
1: oh yeah, I am damn it
2: how could you not wanna be jose yeah. Fernandez yes
1: he he has so much fun right i'm sticking with shurs but still (laughs) jose jose fernandez you're
2: only sticking with that out of principle now totally
1: out of principle (laughs) i want want to be jose fernandez so bad like you know what's crazy is i think with this question i've given a very similar answer to jose fernandez in the past yeah probably like i he's just nobody has more fun playing baseball than jose fernandez literally no one has more fun Playing yeah baseball than that guy and also he's like one of the top five pitchers in baseball easily yeah, yeah. so
2: anyway uh it's a world's chapman 105
1: yeah that's good that's good i like I, I i mean i obviously don't disagree i was just trying to come up with something a little bit different but i yeah. love love kershaw's curveball it is very good um but man oh god i'm so jealous that you got that friggin'. <sighs> <laughs> i told you you were gonna be mad i know so angry uh okay um that's it i think for this episode of the podcast. yeah uh and
2: that leads us right into one thing wanted to mention yeah for sure um next week uh and going forward oh real quick uh sorry i fall asleep before the end of the games when they're late uh so emojis don't happen sorry not sorry yeah it's late the late and games I, are tough i could do it in the morning but it's not the same no not the same so uh next week and going forward we want to ask you guys some questions you guys are do such a great job filling uh some great baseball talk for us uh, by asking us such amazing questions we want to start asking you guys some more questions uh just to you know kind of I, I i don't think give back is the right term but make it more of a back and forth conversation instead of you guys asking us and us telling
1: yeah because so often your questions fuel the entire precipice of our show right and so if we can if we can get you involved more you know we there was a question this week that we got that was like oh man that like the rain delay question i think from fang was like we should ask this to everybody
2: yeah so it would be it would be just a great thing and we want to we want to make it more of a uh, a back and forth instead of a, you guys ask, we tell our stories. We want to hear more from you about you and your stories.
1: And and on the same note, we, uh, I actually, I, I didn't do, I don't do this often, but we, I, I went through about a, a couple weeks ago and checked our reviews on iTunes, rate us if you haven't. Um, but somebody said, you know, it, you know, it's a great, it's a gr- it's a great show. We, I really enjoy it, but uh, they, you know They obviously are just kind of talking to their friends and the whole thing, which is crazy because, yes, there are a lot of our friends that listen to this show. But there's also a lot of people that we've never met that we don't know that we've just met through this show. And we like interacting with everybody, and that's why we do this. And so as people come into the fold and as people start to, to interact with us, we want to learn about them and inter- interact with everybody equally. So uh, when, when Craig came up with this idea, I was like, oh, that's such a brilliant idea. Let's totally do that.
2: Right. And if you have, and if you are one of those people that doesn't tweet, tweet us questions, uh, but you say it sounds like a conversation, you know, where you're just talking to your friends, email us. Yeah, for sure. Reach out to us. Absolutely. We, uh, say our, our info. We would love to get questions from email, uh, or Twitter or anything. Really? We would absolutely love it. We want to talk with as many people as possible. So,
1: yeah, no doubt. um,
2: so we're going to start doing a question of the week, uh, Ideally, we'd like to have it up at the beginning of the week, but you know how things happen sometimes yeah. and don't. And if you so, have a
1: question that you want to be asked as the question of the week, send it to us either yeah. via email uh, podcast at netstalkonthe.go dot com or send it to us on Twitter at go. and we'll 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 put some some fan questions together, some listener questions together, um, and we'll start to ask questions of the week. But we really do want to get people involved and uh, sharing their thoughts on the game as well, because we're certainly not experts. We enjoy talking about the game that we love, but we want to hear what you have to say too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So going forward, uh, hopefully, uh, early next week, uh, you're going to see, uh, a tweet come from us, uh, at Nats talk on the go on Twitter that has hashtag N T O T G Q O T W question of the week. Uh, it's fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good question. Hopefully it sparks a little bit more of a conversation, Uh, We'll tweet it a couple times before the show. Uh, But we want to hear your stories. We want more from uh, your lives uh, because you guys are, of course, the reason we do this.
1: Absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Nat's Talk on the Go. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit after the music. So if you're listening live, stick around. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week.
0: For listening to Nats Talk on the Go. For more information, check us out at Natstalkonthego.com. To become a supporting member of the podcast, click on the Special Ops link at the top of the page, or head right to Natstalkonthego.com/slash specialops. You can contact the guys at Nats Talk on the go on Twitter or send them an email at podcast at Natstalkonthego.com. If you like what you heard, take a minute to review the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Let's go Nats.